title of my sermon this morning is Get You Some. Get You Some. Get You Some of Jesus. That's right. Paul says to Timothy, I am reminded of your faith. First, I remember the faith of your grandmother. Your grandmother Lois, I remember her faith and how strong it was. And then the faith of your mother Eunice, I remember her faith and I remember how strong it was as well. But what I'm telling you is that also remember your faith. It is your faith that makes a difference in your life. It is your faith that can lead someone else to Christ. It is your faith that gives you the strength to go on in the calling in which I have called you. My grandfather was a great, great man of God. Sandy's grandfather was a great, great man of God. And I can remember very well how each one of them lived their lives. I can remember how they, how they, they came to Jesus Christ with everything that they had in their heart. For everything that they had needed, they would always go to Christ to have that need met. I can remember their faith, but their faith does not help me in my strength. It is my faith that helps me in my strength. It is my faith that helps me in my journey. It is my faith that helps me to see the light at the end of the tunnel when all darkness is around me. Yes, we learn and we glean from the faith of others. We can all name people of faith that's been in our lives and people of faith that that we could look up to and people of faith that we can reach out to and know that their faith is one that has touched and changed our lives. But it is not their faith that can keep us going. It is our own. Excuse me. Paul reminds us that we must have our own faith. He reminded Timothy that he must have his own faith. Paul says, I remember the tears that you had when I left you. Those tears that Timothy had when Paul left him were tears of struggle and tears of fear and tears of of turmoil about what he could do in the ministry that God had placed him in. How can he continue on in that journey? How can he continue on to spread the good news of Jesus Christ? The news of love and the news of power and the love of, the news of compassion and, and the news of forgiveness. How can he share that when he struggles so deeply? One of the things that we believe that God has given to us is he has made each one of us ministers for him. He has made each one of us ministers for him. It's not just the preacher that can go out and give testimony. It's not just the preacher that can go out and share love. It's not just the preacher that can go out and invite somebody with love and compassion into the church. But he has made us priesthood of all believers. Of all believers. That is you and that is me. If you think of how many people you see each week, you know that that is how many times... 70 times more than what I see each week as a pastor. I can remember when I was a kid that my pastor was, was, he was so bold in his speaking of Jesus Christ. He was so bold in speaking of his faith. He was so bold in speaking of what God has done for him. And I used to look at him as a kid and I used to think, man, if I could be like him, but he's the preacher. He's supposed to be that way. As a kid, I remember thinking that. He's the preacher. He's supposed to be that way. We're all preachers. We're all preachers. Because we are the Christ that people see when we walk out into out of these doors and into these streets. 
We are the Christ that people saw yesterday at Rip Fest. We are the Christ that people will see tomorrow at work and today in the grocery store or wherever it is that you may go in the cafeteria, in the restaurant. Do you know that on Sunday mornings it's the worst, Sundays afternoons are the worst tip days for restaurant, for waitresses and waiters? Because it's full of church people. It's full of church people. Sunday should be the best day of a waitress or waitress's life. When we go out to eat, we should bless them with encouragement, bless them with words, and bless them with, 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 with our finances. Bless them any way that we can possibly bless them because they're there to serve. They're there to serve. Timothy was there to serve. He was there to serve the people that God had put before him. He was there to, to, to bring about a change in people's lives. And he cried with fear that he would mess it up. I can tell you times that I've cried with fear. Cried with fear that I would mess up the ministry that God had placed before me. And if you will be honest and real to yourself, you have cried those same tears. Fear that God would, 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 give, God would not give you the words that you would say to make somebody's life better. To change someone's heart. We can't make it in our life journey, in our faith journey, by being on the coattails of someone else. I was in a service one time in a Methodist church, and it was a, a pretty charismatic type service, and people were raising their hands and all that, and I know we're not supposed to do it in the Methodist church, but people would raise their hands, and I remember uh, this, this gentleman, he reached over to somebody else, and he touched them, because they had their hand raised, and he reached over and touched them, and he said, I got me some of that. He went about to raise his hand, because that wasn't the way he was brought up. But he reached over and touched this one that had their hands raised in the air worshiping. He said, I got me some of that. You know what? God wants us to get us some of that. He wants us to get us some of that. Doesn't, I'm not talking about raising hands. I'm talking about the power of God. He wants us to get it and grab hold of it and run with it like crazy. He wants us to know that he wants to fill our lives and he wants us to fill our hearts and he wants us to fill every bit of our being from our toes to our head and fill it with the love and the power of Jesus Christ that we can get us some of that and we can also give it out to someone else. Let us be the one that has our hands outstretched. Let us be the one that's kneeling in prayer and someone comes up and touches you and says, I want some of that. I want some of that. Because God wants to give it. God wants to give it however it is that we may receive it. God wants to give out that power to us. But we have to be willing. We have to be willing to open up our hearts. Say, God, give me some of that. Give me some of that. I want some of that. Paul tells Timothy... That he can't increase his faith by riding on the coattails of Lois and Eunice. But he must increase his faith within his own power and his own and the power that God has given to him in his own relationship with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's the way that he can increase his faith, not by riding on the coattails of his mother and his grandmother. Like Timothy, many of us struggle. We struggle with what are we going to say? What are we going to do? What if I say the wrong thing? What if they take it wrong? What if it's not politically correct? 
What if, but what if God uses the words from your mouth to change someone's life, to turn them around from, from, from a life full of sin and a life full of, full of, full of, full of uh, turmoil and, and, and problems and trouble and turns their life around to one that they're on the road to Jesus Christ and they know him better and better and better every day? What if he uses you and the words from your mouth and the actions from you and the look from your face and the look in your eyes? What if he uses those things to change somebody's life around? What if he does? He's longing to. He's longing to use your faith, to use your hope, to use all that is within you. He is longing to use that to bring a difference in the lives of someone around us. I long for the day when this church is packed full of sinners that are outside this church walls and they come into this church because they find the presence of God and they find the love of God in this place. They find acceptance as a human being. They find acceptance as a child of God. It doesn't matter what they're doing in their life outside. When they come in these doors, they find love. Churches all around the world today, especially in the United States, and especially mainline churches, are decreasing in membership because we're afraid to change the way that we do things. We're afraid to change the way that we worship. We're afraid to change the way that we sing. We're afraid to change the songs that we sing. We want to sing the same thing over and over and over and over again. And, and we can't seem to reach the people outside and we wonder why. We wonder why. It's because our hearts are not willing to change. Our hearts are not willing to be the one that, Tim, that Paul was writing to Timothy about to be that Timothy that says, what can I do? What can I do? You saw my tears. You saw my tears. Paul reminds Timothy to not be ashamed of his testimony and to not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And he also says, and Timothy, don't be ashamed of me. I'm locked up in prison because of my testimony. But don't be ashamed of me. Instead, let your love for Christ, let your testimony be made known. Let the love of Jesus Christ be made known to all that you come in contact with. And don't be afraid to share the love of Christ. We may mess up. We may say the wrong words. We may sing the wrong song. We may not have our hands raised high enough or we may not have them or we may have them raised too high. But someone is going to see Christ in you. Who is that Christ that you want them to see? Who is that Christ that you want them to see? Paul tells Timothy in his struggles in his tears Paul tells Timothy that he needs to reach out beyond the walls that confound him. He needs to reach out beyond the, the territory that is there and go beyond and be bold in his going beyond the territory that is there for him. He tells Timothy, my son or my brother, reach out and get you some. Reach out and get you some. Because someone is reaching out to you.
Someone is reaching out to you to find that love that they need, to find an acceptance that they need, to find an understanding that they need, that we're not all perfect in this world, but we all fall short of the grace of God. And it's because of His love and His mercy that we can be filled once again. It is because of His power that we have the power to go out and to reach out and to show God the love that He has shown to us as we reach out to others in our communities in our homes, in our schools, in our work, in our Walmarts, in our McDonald's, in our Sonic that never gets our order right. <laughs> we need to show them love and compassion and understanding. We need to show them that God loves them no matter where they are in their walk. No matter what their job is, no matter what their duty is. It is our duty as Christians. And it's our duty as a church to show them love. I have heard more people talk about First United Methodist Church of Eastland, Texas and what God is doing in this church. And how the Spirit of God is taking over this church. People that never have been in the doors but they hear it from others. People's lives are being changed. People that's been in the church for years and years, their lives are being changed. And they're hungry finally for the word of God. And they're hungry for what God wants to do in their lives and how God wants to use them. That's not by accident. That is not by accident. God wants to use us. God wants us to be used just as Timothy was used. God wants us to be able to stand on the promises of Christ, our King. God wants us to be one bread, one body, one Lord of all. God wants us to know, wants to know that our faith looks up to Him. Our faith looks up to Him. Are we willing? Are we willing to go through the struggles? The heartaches? The trials? The problems? Like someone was for us back in the day. Like someone was for us back in the day willing to step out. Use their time and their energy and their efforts to bring us the love of Christ. Next time you see someone's faith, let's put all out there. Maybe their hands are raised high in the air. Maybe they're kneeling at the altars, bowing their hearts before God. And you feel like you've got to reach out and touch them and get some of that. I urge you to reach out and touch them and get some of that. And as you are used by God, to be the one that helps their, someone's faith to grow as they reach out and touch you to get some of what you have. May you be filled with the blessings and the power of God like never before. But know that as you reach out and as someone reaches out to you, that it's just a jolt, it's just a jump start on a dead battery. It's just a jump start on a dead battery. It is your faith that will carry you 
It is your faith that will take you on the journey that God has laid before you. It is your faith that will take away the doubts that the devil tries to put in your in your face. It is your faith that will cause you to grow and to run in the love of Christ that is surrounding you. A pastor friend of mine was telling me about a bottle of perfume they got. She said, her dad was in the military, and every time he had come home from a deployment that he had been to the commissary, he would always buy the kids something. And he had come home with his trunk, his army trunk. That tells you how old that is, right? He would come home with his army trunk, and, and, and he would start to unpack his trunk, and she would be there waiting with anticipation of what her dad's going to bring out of that trunk that he bought at the commissary for her. One day, he brought out this little, beautiful blue bottle of perfume. And she took it and she cherished it just as Caleb cherishes his teddy bears. She took it and she cherished it and she held it close. And she took it to her room and she set it on her dresser not to let anyone touch it. But everyone that came in the door to their house, she would take them, look what my daddy brought me, this bottle of perfume. Isn't it beautiful? And she would never open it. She would never open it because she didn't want to lose it. She didn't want to lose it. Later, she looked over her bottle of perfume one day and she saw that it was diminishing. She saw that that bottle of perfume was diminishing. And she thought, wondered, why is it going away? I've never opened it. I've never used it. But it was evaporating. And and it was going away. She had never shared it with anyone. She had never experienced the fragrance of that perfume because she was afraid to open it. God wants us to open the blessings that he has given to us. He doesn't want us to take them and put them on a shelf. He wants us to open them so that we might feel and know and smell the fragrance of Jesus Christ as he comes around us and brings us to a new glory in his light. Christ did not suffer and die because your grandmother or your grandfather, maybe they were preachers. Maybe your parents were preachers. Maybe they had a great faith. Maybe they were just Christians that filled a church. Not just Christians. Maybe they were Christians who filled a church. God did not send his son to die just for them. But for you. And for me. And for those that need to reach out to us and touch us to get them some. May we always remember. May we always remember that there's someone that's watching us. That needs our love and our compassion, our understanding. That needs a jolt of the power of God in their life. May we be that jolt.